Welcome, welcome, welcome to the big show. It's the iPhone photo show. And I am your host, Scott Bourne, along with my co-host, Mr. Jefferson Graham. How you doing, Jeff? Uh, great. Happy to be here. We're going to do what we always do every Friday. We're going to talk iPhone photography, iPhone video, iPhone camera, all the stuff you want to know to get the very best results from the freaking phone that you always have with you. Guess what? More people take pictures with an iPhone, Jeff, than any other camera in the world. Yeah. That's why we're doing this. <laughs> I I got asked that the other day. Why are you guys doing this? Why aren't you doing a show for Canon or Nikon? I'm like, because the number of Canon and Nikon users times 100 doesn't come to one-tenth of the number of people who use the iPhone. I say 1%. Yeah. If that. If that. Yeah, there's more of us that use the iPhone as a camera than anything else. So we just thought, what the heck? We're going to try to make it easy for everybody. The show is sponsored by my good friends at Planipod. And some of you who follow me personally know that I'm doing a project involving photographing action figure toys. It involves a lot of close-up work. Planipod has a thing called the Ultimate Close-Up Kit I am using, which includes the Platypod Ultra mounting plates, two platypone, platypod silicone rubber pads, two three-inch spigot adapters, cross-nut adapters, and a lube cube RGB panel pro light, which is a really good light, by the way, a pair of goosenecks, a mini super clamp, and a set of spiked feet. I mean, I can't think of anything macro-wise you would need other than this and your iPhone, and you could go to town, baby. Uh, go to platypod.com and check it out. People don't realize how many things they make, Jeff, beyond just the platypod. There is a plethora of good stuff there. And I'm thrilled to see that you're having fun shooting toys. You know what? It's the most fun I've had in a long time. And it's so unlike bird photography. In bird photography, I sit in a blind for five hours. Here, I spend five hours building a set to take one picture, <laughs> but at least I'm in control. But they're beautiful, and as everybody knows, you can see them at the iPhonePhotoTeam.com, our website, which showcases iPhone photography and encourages everybody to share their photos and show us what you're doing. And um, I think one of the things that we've talked about a lot on the iPhone Photo Team is what's your favorite iPhone camera trick? Well, you've got a whole list of them you've compiled. But before we get the, to that, yeah, we I should want to talk about iOS, right? I wanted to ask you about iOS 16 since you downloaded it. I'm not, I'm not brave enough to put anything beta on my phone. Well, you know, the cool thing about me is that I have multiple iPhones, so it there wasn't it wasn't an issue, and it was easy to do. Uh, though it was actually funny after I downloaded it, I I tried to um, airdrop a whole bunch of pictures and nothing would move nothing would move. And I've got a lot of pictures on this other phone. And I said, Oh, no, what am I going to do? So I, I was able to fix it really easily. You know how I did that, Scott? With a cable? No, I turned the phone on and off. Oh, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> and that did the trick. That's the uh, first question that they ask you at Apple Care. Did you turn the phone on or off? 
Yeah. So iOS 16, the big selling point that they're really pushing is the ability to make your lock screen prettier and to have multiple photos and to do some fun things with it. Now, today was the first day that the beta was available to the general public without paying a $99 yearly developer fee. So a lot of us went and downloaded it. And I have a feeling that Apple will be throwing in more features as the coming weeks uh, go by. Right now, it's all about the lock screen. So what can you do with the lock screen? A, you can change the font at the top of your screen when it says July 10th or 11th or whatever day it is today. You can change the font. You can put a widget up there to have the date and the weather. You can put, this This is non-photo related, but you can put a little news widget up there. But the thing that we all care about is the photos. So you can do multiple photos. Apple is suggesting for you the photos that it thinks you want to have there. And it's a mix of people, pets, nature, cities, okay? So the first thing they did is they pulled all these pictures of me and made me the star of my iPhone. And I don't wanna be the star of my iPhone. Uh, that's fine, I'd rather look at my cat. I'd rather look at Catalina Island or some of the great places I've been to. So you have to start tweaking there. You can manually pick them. And you know, it's nice. I mean, it looks great and it doesn't cost anything. So it's fun. The Photos app doesn't seem any different to me. And obviously the, the way we operate a camera is not any different either. It's just all about the wallpaper. And since this is a thing we look at all day long, why not make it prettier? So I vote yay, it's a good thing. Yeah, I think it's cool. I I mean, I don't spend a lot of time looking at my lock screen, but maybe somebody does. I just want to know, is it going to be a clean install? Is it going to screw anything up? Because, you know, we always worry about, Jeff, when there's a new iOS, yeah. does it break something else? Well, so far, so good. I've had no, tr no trouble except for that um, brief airdrop issue. Well, we got a link in the show notes, which you can find over at iPhonePhotoTeam.com. And by the way, you can find all of our previous shows there as well. This is number 30, so if you're just looking for a way to kill about 15, 16 hours, maybe 17, I don't know, uh, you can listen to all of them. But we'll have the link to how you can download the new beta iOS software. And if you do that, would you do us a huge favor? Please send us an email to iPhone photo show at gmail.com and let us know your experience. What did you like? What did you not like? Did it break your phone? Let us know. All right, Jeff, let's move on and talk about tricks, trickiness, tricksterism for the iPhone. Okay, so I, I put the question out there. Hey, gang, what is your favorite iPhone camera trick? And I got a lot of responses. So I'm opening up my notes here because I have so many. I'm going to be reading some of them. Let me, let me, um, I'm actually going to start with Facebook because I've got some interesting stuff there. Uh, the first one, and this is not, well, okay. I, I like this one. This comes from Nick Mattingly, who is going to be a guest of ours in an upcoming episode. He runs a company called Switcher, which uses uh, iPhone cameras as webcams uh, for um, live streams. He suggests using a high frame rate setting for quick camera movements to get smooth shots without the need for a gimbal or extra hardware. In other words, he shoots all of his video B-roll in slow-mo at 
um, 240 frames a second. That's in 720, but it's so smooth that it looks incredible. What do you think of that? I gave that trick out two or three weeks ago okay. when you were talking about gimbals. But yes, obviously I believe in it. Uh, I don't even think you have to go to 240. I think 120 with you know an app like Filmic Pro or something that also has great image stabilization, I think you can trump any gimbal and you don't have to carry that sucker around. So I love that tip. Okay. Um, that's actually you could do on, on, on both phones. Uh, so let me let me give you a few that, that are iPhone exclusive. And of course, the biggest iPhone exclusive, as everybody knows, is live photos, the long exposure water trick. I have not seen um, Samsung or Google copy that one. Uh, nope, maybe it's, maybe it's hard to copy, right? Yeah, we break it down. We've talked about it a couple of times on the show. We have notes on how to do it over at iPhone Photo Team. If you don't want to buy an app to do it, then this is the way to do it. And uh, you, you're an expert at it. I've seen you do it a lot. Yeah, I've, I, I use it a lot because I live in a, in a beach community where uh, these shots look really great with water. I mean, they, it's the only, only time you want to use it really is with water. And sometimes the water looks great as with an ocean wave. Sometimes it doesn't look great with a fountain. Uh, a waterfall can be good or not be good. It's it's hit and miss, and that's the thing about the automatic features. Sometimes they work great, sometimes eh, because uh, I, I just did it in Mendocino at a waterfall, and I was not as excited as I was using it at the ocean. But our friend Braden, who was on the show a few weeks ago, actually a few months ago, uh, he says he loves the ability to do a live photo and turn motion into a long exposure right in my photos app. So it, it, that's Braden from Indiana. He's very excited about it. Uh, let, let me give you a, a note from our friend Rich Harrington, who is a co-founder of the iPhone photo team, along with Jeff and Scott and Dave Moser. He likes to shoot non-portrait shots in portrait mode. He puts it on 1x, then he taps until portrait mode locks, then you can move closer. This is good when you want shallow depth of field for nature or object shots. As he says, lots of people think it's just for faces, but it's not. Yeah, you know, it's not even a big deal if you use the telephoto lens and you get close to any one dominant subject, then the camera automatically shifts to a nice bouquet. It doesn't give you the ability to do those cool tricks you can do in post on Apple Photos where you can switch the lighting around. But essentially, all you have to do is get close to your subject and the iPhone's smart enough to know, hey, I better blur the background because this is what the photograph is about. Yeah, uh, I love when that thing kicks in too. It's really cool to see. Let me read you something from another member of the iPhone photo team. His name is David Willingham. He likes to set the top volume button to burst and swipe the lock screen to open the phone to get unexpected action pictures super quick. That's a great tip. Yeah. And where is David from? I've David. never tried that tip. That's one. I, I'm a virgin to that tip. David is from Hilton Head. Uh, we have some variations on that. Uh, let me give you Kelly Richards. The one-handed selfie shot. 
use the volume down button on the side of the phone to take a one-handed selfie shot. Start by switching to the front camera, then grip the phone in one hand with your thumb on the volume down button. Direct okay. your eyes to the glowing green dot, then squeeze your thumb to take the picture. You can use this technique in portrait mode, which is really cool, especially around F2 for the depth. Also, this is much easier with the case removed, providing easier response from the volume button. Got that? Uh, well, can't we just use the selfie timer? I guess we can, which was another one of uh, <laughs> many people have said that's their favorite trick, uh, which again would be used on any smartphone. I'm a big believer in putting this, the uh, timer on 10 seconds, which gives us lots of time to get that selfie together and compose it without having to get my finger on the shutter button. Well, I don't take selfies because I have a face built for radio. But for those of you who are pretty, like Jeff, this is a great trick. Well, uh, someday you may have to take a selfie. You never know. I've taken two in my entire life, and it was only because pretty girls wanted me to be in the shot. Yeah. Okay. Um, let me give you another variation Um of a, a trick that's available on both phones, on all the phones, but it's a really good one. Comes from our friend Mitch from scanmyphotos.com in Irvine, California. Never crop out a tall subject again. And of course, we talked about this on a previous episode, but it's worth repeating. Get the entire building in your picture with panel mode, but he does it differently. He doesn't hold it vertically and go side to side. He turns the phone horizontal, he presses to, to take the photo circular button and he slowly tilts the phone upward to get the entire scene. Now I did this in Mendocino last week. I was on a hike, red giant redwood trees, and I just went from the ground to the sky. And it's a little distorted, but it's really cool. Yeah. I don't see why that wouldn't work. I think that probably one of the most underutilized tips or tricks we have relates to doing panorama stuff because most people really just sort of just do the plain vanilla thing that they think the phone wants them to but as we've shown here on the show that there are many things you can do like the walking panels etc i want to put uh you know a challenge out there to our audience let's come up with as many different weird things you can do with just the pano mode surprise us i might give you a prize if i like your idea how's that iphonephototeam.com if you haven't joined yet please do and you can send us an email at iphonephotoshow at gmail.com either way we want to hear from you if you have a way to use the panoramic mode that we haven't discussed that you think is really cool or you experiment and find out let us know my favorite thanks for asking uh, camera trick. It, it, I mean, it's live photos because it's exclusive to Apple. But for, as a runner-up, I'm going to go for macro. Macro, which is on the iPhone 13 Pro, is so good. It's just so amazing. Uh, I'll never forget trying it out with a Apple product manager. It works on the iPhone. And I was getting really close to a flower. And he goes, no, get on top of the flower. Just jump right in there. 
get as close <laughs> as humanly possible. And he was right. I, it, it It's miraculous. It's in focus. Uh, again, this Mendocino trip that I just came back from, I went to a botanical garden. It was a foggy day. You couldn't really do much of anything except take nice pictures of flowers in macro mode where I didn't have to worry about the sun beating down on the flower, which usually kills it for me because then there's a giant shadow over the flower. In this case, in the fog, it was it was amazing. So I guess for those of you listening, if you don't have fog and you you know shoot in the early morning before the sun comes up or after the sun goes down, I love macro. Uh, I bet you do too. Well, I'm using it a lot now, Jeff, for the stuff I'm doing with toys. And I don't have a macro lens for my Sony camera, so my only choice is the iPhone macro camera. And just a few hours ago, I was experimenting. I was pho photographing Grogu from The Mandalorian, and he's a tiny little guy. And I put him basically on top of the lens, and it and it worked. So, yeah, the macro mode is good. I, I you know... There's some debate online of which of the three cameras you want to use to get the most out of being close, but the super wide is the one that it's designed to work with. Okay, and let's hear your pick. What's your favorite camera trick? My my favorite camera trick is the one that I cited. Just get, you know, just automatically get beautiful background bouquet without messing around with portrait mode. Just get close to your subject and watch the phone figure out that it, it does that. Okay, now speaking of great camera tricks, uh, one of our team members, Jim Murky, posted a picture today that he took of the highway where he, in, in near Sacramento, California, where he made all the cars disappear with an app. And I was really impressed. So I said, Jim, mind if I call you? Why don't you tell everybody about, about this photo and the app that you used, uh, which is Reexpose, and how you did it. So let's listen to Jim right now. Well, I was on a pedestrian overpass over uh, U.S. Highway 50 near Sacramento, and I had just purchased this app. I think Scott recommended it and thought, well, now's a good time to, to try it out. So I uh, fastened it up, held it up next to the to the the fence over the overpass and took a couple shots that and it was that easy it, it was i did one without it just in regular uh, iphone photo and of course there were cars and then i did another one with a with a one second uh timing on it and that one you could see some blurs so i changed it to five and then the blurs were way far away the up coast cars had just gone now this app i, I think is called Re Re-expose or something, R-E-X-P-O-S-E, -E, right? That sounds right. And did you have to pay for it? I think it was four ninety-five. Okay. So not not a lot of money. And so sometimes I find with some of the apps that promise to do something like this is that um, they blow out the whole image. If you're going to go for one second, it's not going to expose. It's not going to change the exposure. How was how was your exposure? I, it, I was surprised the exposure was right on. I can't really tell the difference between the iPhone photo camera app exposure and the two exposures with, with uh, re-expose. Uh, it looks, I don't know how they magically do it, but it, it worked great. So now that you've done the highway uh, 
making the cars disappear. What's next? What else are you going to do with it? Well, I'm thinking of waterfalls and, you know, light trails and I missed 4th of July. That would have been great, but yeah. Uh, you, you shoot on the iPhone 13? No, I, I still have an iPhone 12. Right. I'm like on every other year update schedule. So. Right. So you're looking forward to a nice 14 in September, huh? Yeah. Except I'm going to, I'm probably going to miss it because we're going to be traveling in late September. So. Who knows well I have time to get one before we go. Uh, what percentage of your photography is done on the iPhone right now? Probably a hundred percent. I I have a I have a, a Nikon D five hundred that I really don't use much anymore because the iPhone's always in my pocket. So you know that's it's it's handy. It's convenient. Um, I've been asking people today to, to name their favorite iPhone camera trick. Do you have one? Hmm. Um, not really. Nothing. Well, I don't know. The, the, the iPhone camera would probably be live photo and then the, the motion blur with that. The waterfall. The waterfall. Yeah. Yeah. That's a really great one. It's, it's interesting, though, because it's hit and miss. Sometimes it's amazing and then sometimes it's weird. Yeah, it doesn't. It, it does a, a, a good job with certain situations and not so much with others. It's certainly something that you can't do on a Samsung. I mean, it's 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 iPhone exclusive. Everything else, you know, macro and telephoto and everything. Yeah, you could do that on Android phones as well. But I haven't seen this one copied, and it's been out for like what five years. Yeah, yeah, it does nice on surf, and it does a pretty good job with most waterfalls. Not so much with fountains. I don't know something about the quantity of the water moving or something. Yeah, I, I live in a beach community, so I shoot the ocean waves a lot, and it looks great. Yeah. Now, I saw another really nice picture on the iPhone photo team website that you just put up today of, of a flower. Was it a sunburst? The sunflower, yeah. Yeah, tell everybody we were, about that. Well, we were out for our walk this morning, and one of our neighbors, a quarter of a mile away, has a, a row of these uh, multicolored sunflowers, and it was just a case of going over and holding the phone up and taking a picture. I actually used the portrait mode yeah. to uh, get a, get the little bokeh there in the in the background, which I, I like to do. That's so. If the, there's another favorite uh, technique, it's that one because right. I've I've had pretty good luck with that on on uh, nature photos with flowers and and stuff. Did you use an app on this one or just portrait? Just portrait. And you would, did you edit in, in, in Apple photos or? Uh, yeah, I, I think I adjusted, I, I tweaked the exposure a little bit and, and brightened the shadows a little bit. That's in Apple photos? In Apple photos. Is that your go-to edit app? Um, I use Lightroom a lot, but I was just sitting yeah. here and, and, you know, the phone was in my hand. So let's. See what I can do with that. I know it's really convenient to click this edit button on top of the photo and just do it as opposed to opening Lightroom, importing the photo, right? The whole thing. Yeah, I try to always import the photo. So I've got them when I want to back them up on my Mac, but you know, it's the, the um, update hadn't happened yet. So okay. be able to get them. Yeah, I just downloaded iOS 16 today. I'm having fun with that. Oh, yeah? Looking yeah. forward to that. Yeah, it, it's fun. Um, so where are you going in the fall? We're going to take a Danube River cruise. 
So I'm thinking maybe I'm just going to travel with my iPhone and not take the Nikon. Um, kind of not sure how I feel about that yet, but it's one less thing to have to worry about having with me. I'm going to take the Nikon back up to Lightroom and, and go from there. Yeah, you know, I just came back from Mendocino and I, I was iPhone only. And the only thing I really missed was having a good, strong telephoto lens. So. Yeah, and that's what I'm thinking that would be a would be an issue. But, you know, we're 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 going and we'll take pictures. And so it'll be what it'll be. Yeah, 80, I'd say 80 percent of your photos are going to be wide anyway. Right. Probably. Yeah. You know, we'll be cruising on the river. So there'll be castles on the on the shore and then we'll be walking in towns and stuff like that. So probably will be wide or not much of the long telephoto with the Nikon. I, I travel with an 80 to 200, uh, just as a walk around lens. And that's, that's held up well on other trips, but Heavy. just thought maybe let's not burden ourselves with another camera to carry around and have to worry about charging the battery and all that stuff. I haven't used that app. Jeff, but I've seen our buddy Rich Harrington do something similar, and I have to say, it's kind of mesmerizing when people do that. Yeah, yeah, I've got to give it a try. Um, I, I think uh, we have more cars here in LA than they have in Vacaville, which Probably. is where he lives. But um, you never know. But I'll, you know, I haven't. I, I I've tried some of the other apps that that we've talked about here, like uh, even longer and uh, and. Uh, uh, Spectre, and it hasn't worked for me yet. I know it's worked for other people. So uh, I've got to try this app and see see uh, see what I can do. Well, you know, it's very interesting. Uh, I'm friends with Matthew Jordan Smith. He's a very famous photographer who's photographed Oprah and lots of famous musicians. He photographed Aretha Franklin. Uh, he, he lives in Japan now, and he goes to all these busy intersections and makes these shots where he does something like this and the people don't really completely disappear they just sort of disappear and then he has a model standing in the center of it that's perfectly sharp and he's got a whole series of these that's made him some money so there's all kinds of stuff if you're creative enough and um you know that's what we like here being creative i want to i, I want to throw in a trick that has nothing to do with the iPhone per se, but if you want to use your iPhone this way, it can make some pretty cool shots. And here it is. Take, if you're at the beach where Jeff lives, and it's calm and there's not a lot of waves, take a chair with you and set it in the water and then set your stand your subject up on the chair and it'll look like they're walking in water. Yeah, I saw this. Uh, somebody did this on Instagram. They put her on a stool, and yeah. she was standing on a stool. And it, I could not pull this off. Uh, the waves are a little aggressive here. Uh, maybe uh, when I come visit you in Washington State, we can we, we'll try it. I'll walk on water if you'll take my photo. <laughs> yeah, these are the kinds of things that I really want to encourage our audience to think about because. Now that I'm doing this toy photography, and you have to create everything. You have to create these scenes and make it look like somebody's in a mountain cave or in a forest, and it's all just props. And getting creative is really the energy that makes great photography. 
and I, I really want to encourage people who are using an iPhone to tr treat it like a regular camera. We always say this. Go out there and experiment. Do some of these things we've talked about, but then just do some of your own things. Just juxtapose things that don't seem to belong together. I made some money years and years ago when the Indiana Pacers asked me to shoot a team photo for them. They're a team that was in the old American Basketball Association when they asked me for this uh, job. That's how long ago this was. They, they came into the NBA when they did the merger. But I put them in a swimming pool. And juxtaposition of things that don't belong, uh, these are the sort of things that are cool. I, I believe in trying that, like we're seeing with the pano feature here in the iPhone, I believe in trying that even with things in the app. Just do things that don't seem to make sense. You know, try to test it. See if something can work. You may come up with something that nobody else has done. So that that's what I want this show to do, which is to encourage people to be super creative. And that's a great note to go out on. Um, l let us hear from you, everybody, and show us your work at the iPhonePhotoTeam.com. Write us, iPhonePhotoShow at Gmail, right? Yeah. And, and before we go, yes. let's do our picks of the week. Yes, you go first. My pick of the week is any or all of the, pl the plugins from Topaz Labs. Because we talk a lot about, you know, doing the photography with the camera. But then when you go into post, you have more opportunities to get creative and to make your picture better. And, for instance, I use Topaz Denoise AI. It's an artificial intelligence noise reduction software that I happen to think is the best you can buy. And let's face it, the, the iPhone is noisy when you're shooting in low light. Uh, are pushing the ISO up high, and this just takes care of it. Uh, likewise, sharpening. Likewise, if you need a bigger file, you can use Gigapixel. I've got a link in the show notes to all of their stuff. What's great about it is you don't have to rent it. It is available to purchase, and you don't have to ever upgrade it again if you don't want to. They do do upgrades. They charge something for them, but if you're happy with it on the day you buy it and you don't ever need anything else, you don't ever have to pay them again. So I'll have a link to Topaz plugins. They've been around for a long time. They're doing some really, really advanced, um, advanced stuff with AI. And they're sort of kind of beating the camera companies here. If the camera companies should be putting this stuff in the cameras, that's created a market for this company because they're doing it in post. Tell everybody how much it costs. Uh, everything's under 100 bucks. Okay. Everything's under 100 bucks. Any, any other software. I think my pick is in the $5 range. Um, as you know, we all have too many photos on our phone, and we don't know what to do with them, and we don't know where they are. So Apple's App Store has a great guide to photo organization apps to turn them into collages and other fun stuff. This guide is in our show notes. Um, the apps are not free. They charge $3, $5, $10, whatever. The apps include PicStitch. PixArt and Adobe Express, and it's some fun stuff, particularly if you're standing on a line at bank and there's three people in front of you. gives you something to do, right? Sounds good. I'm going to try it. Okay. You found a lot of good stuff on Apple's sites. Yeah, I, they, they, um, that's their job is to get people to download uh, photo apps, and we're happy to give it a try. Well, we hope that you've enjoyed this 
show where we talked about the iPhone. We're going to do it again next Friday and the Friday after that and the Friday after that and the Friday after that. So be sure that you download, subscribe, tell your friends, and hit us up with your questions. Go to the iPhone photo team, enter your photos in our contest. We give stuff away every month. And sometimes we just randomly give stuff away. I've done it many times over there. And you just have to be a member to be eligible. And it doesn't cost you a dime to enter or to become a member. So I can't go lower than free. I will not pay you to join. But you are welcome for free to join over at iPhonePhotoTeam.com. Jeff, when you're not on the podcast with me, where can people find you? Okay, a little quickly, quick plug. Uh, look for me on for, on my travel photography series, Photo Watch TV. It's on YouTube. Saturday, I have a very special episode. I go into my father's footsteps with an iPhone. My father used to host a travel show in 1991, shot on a big Sony Betacam camera. And I just did an episode in Mendocino, California, where he was. And my resolution is 20 times higher, if not more, on the iPhone. It's amazing. So I hope you'll tune in and check it out and look for me on Twitter and Instagram at Jefferson Graham. How about you, Scott? Well, before I tell you where to find me, I just want to say that Photowalks TV is one of the best produced series of its types. And I'm not saying that because you're my buddy and we're on the show together. You really are talented. You have an eye for it. If you if you have time, go check that stuff out. Thank I'm you, on Twitter at Scott Bourne, and I am also writing about my toy photography now over at Medium, medium.com, at fig, F-I-G, photos, P-H-O-T-O-S. And, of course, I'm at the iPhone photo team site. You can reach me. I'm pretty much everywhere. Just type random text. I've probably got an email address that matches it. Uh, of course, you could just send me an email directly to scott at scottborn.com. That's it. That's all. We're done. That's the end of this show. We hope that you found it valuable, and we hope that you'll come back next Friday on the iPhone Photo Show. Bye-bye.